Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Ken Brannan, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is community, rediscovering one another. After being physically separated for more than a year, we look forward to the opportunity to reconnect and become even more the kind of community that God intends. May the power of the resurrection strengthen us on this journey. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from Luke, chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And a woman in the city, who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain creditor had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts for both of them. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet but she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence she has shown great love, but the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. But those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Here ends the reading. Last month, on April 25th, the Day One radio program, which features preachers from mainline denominations across the country, aired a sermon of mine on Psalm 23 entitled, Sustenance, Safety, and Surplus, Hallmarks of Life in God. You may listen to that sermon, as well as an interview with me at dayone.org. That's day, the number one, dot org. Toward the end of Psalm 23, we hear these verses. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. In the day one broadcast, I point out how much these verses remind me of today's story from Luke. First, Jesus has been invited to eat with a Pharisee who clearly disapproves of Jesus' actions. Although the Pharisee thinks he's only talking to himself, Jesus can hear him and points out how little hospitality the Pharisee has shown since he entered his house. We also know that it was the religious authorities who ultimately turned Jesus over to the Romans for crucifixion. This interaction between Jesus and the Pharisee reminds me of Psalm 23, 
you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Second, in a religious tradition that prizes cleanliness and purity, having a sinful woman touch Jesus' feet, never mind wash them with her tears and her hair, would have been unthinkable. Any law-abiding Jew, especially a religious teacher, would have known what kind of woman this was and how critical it was to keep safe distance. Again, I think of Psalm 23. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. In both the Psalms and the Gospels, it is clear that life in God is marked by abundance, surplus, and good things to overflowing. God doesn't just meet our needs. God lavishes love upon us. It's almost unseemly. We're not sure what to do with a God who loves us this much. Jesus knows the Father's love deep within his bones, so he is not ashamed when this woman, who has experienced God's forgiveness and healing, wants to show her appreciation in such a tactile way. For the past year, we have not been able to touch one another at all in the most basic human ways. No handshakes, no backpats, no safe church hugs. This physical distance has been hard for everyone, but especially for those who live alone. Those of us who have others living in our household may not realize how painful the last year of physical isolation has been for some. I wonder if resistance to pandemic protocols isn't because of a denial of science, but because the need for human contact is greater than the perceived risks of getting sick. As we reemerge from the pandemic and begin to gather carefully at St. Michael Church, there will be an awkward transitional phase where we will be able to gather in larger numbers, but we'll still need to be mindful of physical distance. This process is bound to be messy as we genuinely wish to halt the spread of the virus, especially in its new forms, but also rejoice in seeing one another again, and we want to show that connection physically. I think the best thing to do in this intermediate phase is simply to be mindful of the needs of others. If someone makes it clear that they prefer to keep physical distance, bumping elbows instead of shaking hands, respect that. We don't know everyone's story. Some may not have received a vaccine yet. Some may have compromised immune systems. Some are simply introverts trying to get used to all this togetherness again. Perhaps one way to live into our baptismal covenant, respecting the dignity of every human being, is to be respectful of physical boundaries. On the other hand, some individuals have received vaccinations and they can't wait to pass the peace with a handshake or a holy hug once the bishop's directive allows it. Trust them too. You may not realize how important the act of physical touch is for them. Whatever your particular situation, remember this. God's love is abundant and it cannot be contained, as demonstrated by the woman who washed Jesus' feet with her hair. But God's love is also invitational. Each person gets to decide when to say yes to physical contact. That's why my sermon on the Day One radio program emphasized safety and surplus. Both are hallmarks of life in God. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we who celebrate with awe the Paschal Feast may be found worthy to attain to everlasting joys. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <laughs>